everybody. Good morning. It is Monday, February 13th. It is the day before Valentine's Day, and I am Heidi St. John, your host for the Busy Mom podcast. I'm glad that you're here today. Man, okay, so let me just back up to a couple days ago. So, you know, we do our podcast on Friday. We're talking about marriage and romance and keeping sex alive in marriage. And I'm not going to lie to you, Jay and I recorded that a day early because we wanted to get our friend Dennis on the podcast with us. And it was only, we could only do it a day early. So that's how we did it. On Thursday at about, oh my goodness, probably 6.30, we were kind of wrapping dinner up. My kids were all over at the house and we were just hanging out, talking about some really cool things, which I'll tell you about in a minute. And all of a sudden I heard a lot of commotion in the family room. And our our six-year-old daughter had decided to uh, cartwheel, as we found out later, <laughs> cartwheel off the coffee table. And the result of that was a uh, a compound fracture. So she, she broke both the ulna and the radius in her uh, forearm, in her right arm. And so we rushed her to the emergency room, which resulted in, I mean, honestly, you guys, it was a lot more traumatic for me than I actually made it sound on Facebook. Um, Jay took a Jay took a picture because he's amazing like that, and we, you know, we chronicled this stuff for her in her in her baby book and whatever. But he took a picture of me with her. It can't really describe how I was feeling in the moment because, and, and actually. It can't describe, but it was a beautiful description. People kept saying, that's just an amazing picture. Well, what you can't see is I was like crying. I was trying not to act like a blubbering, ridiculous baby. Because <laughs> my daughter, with her arm, her arm was completely disfigured, broken in two places. Um, when they showed us the x-rays, it looked like a twig had snapped. So you could see sort of jagged edges. And it was just, it was, actually, it was sickening. And I'm, I consider myself to be a pretty tough cookie, but this is the youngest of our seven. And for some reason, we haven't had a horrific uh, injury like this yet. And so it was sort of uncharted territory for me. And as I was sitting in the uh, lobby uh, while they were doing, while they were setting it, you know, they, they sedated her and, you know, put her out. And so while I'm in the lobby waiting for that, pers- that to be over, I was sitting there thinking, what is the best way? to get at a mother? What is the best way to get at a father, at a parent? It's to hurt a child. It's to injure a child when you feel so helpless. And I was thinking, man, it just reminded me so much of the spiritual war that we are in as families. We are God's children. The Bible says that we're God's children and that he loves us and that there is a battle that is literally being fought in the heavenlies over us every single day. And the enemy of your soul knows that the best way to get back at God, who he's right in a a full-on, all-out war with, is to hurt God's kids, is to hurt his kids. So if you're in the midst of something today and you're struggling and you're wondering what the heck is going on, can I just remind you, we are in a spiritual battle. And as I was praying over our daughter, as my husband and I uh, were praying over her, you know, it it was my, my primary concern you know, on our way, well, first we took her to urgent care. They took one look at her arm and they were like, man, that's going to need surgery. We can't fix it. So then they sent me on to the hospital. And as I was uh, reflecting on this later with my husband, you know, our primary concern, at least initially, was that the pain would be taken away from her. It was just so hard to watch our little six-year-old in in such excruciating pain and not be able to do anything about it. Well, 
we have um, a different we have a different thing going on in the in the war that we are on between uh, us and the enemy of our soul. In that we have access to God the Father, and so we storm the gates of heaven. And we uh, had so many people praying for our daughter, and it was just a reminder to me, man, we depend on prayer. Where would we be without prayer? without the power of prayer. So I just want to encourage you today, God is listening to you. And uh, tonight, uh, you know, as as we're settling into whatever it is, night five after this injury, uh, our daughter's doing fine. I mean, she's on some pain medication, and so she sings more than usual. <laughs> but she's on the mend, and I got to thinking how grateful I was. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, marriage today. Tomorrow, obviously, is Valentine's Day. And I don't know about you guys, but I am... Not that I'm not a fan of Valentine's Day, it's that I often feel too tired to like go out and buy flowers, or sometimes we're just too broke. I mean, let's be honest, you know, we've had a lot of bills this month, like our water main broke, and that was a couple thousand bucks to fix, and it's still not fixed. We're still not completely done with that. And then our daughter has this, you know, major injury, and we have a really high deductible. So all of a sudden, I told Jay, I'm like, look at us, it's middle of February, and we're out of money. For the rest of the year. <laughs> That's kind of how it feels. And all these things can sort of push your uh, marriage to the back burner. But I just want to encourage you, let's bring it to the front for just a minute today and talk about uh, and talk about marriage again, because I think it's worth talking about. We had our friend Dennis on, uh, like I said, last Friday, the 10th, and love, love, love what he is doing. And for those of you who have, are not familiar, and oh, and by the way, it's in the show notes today. So I hope you'll go in and check it out because he normally has a, a massage course that he charges, I don't know, like 150 bucks for it, which is totally worth it because you download it to your computer and you can use it over and over again. But it's on sale for just $99 right now through tomorrow. So you you have to get it through tomorrow. But I want to just encourage you to, uh, to check it out. We love it. And I think you're going to find out why so many other couples have really enjoyed it. And, the, and I love the fact that this is a couple's massage routine that gives my husband and I a way to focus on each other and sort of give to each other. So it's like quality time together. And we've really had, you know, lately, we've really had to, to um, I don't know what the right word is, to sort of fight for it, I guess, to be talking to each other about it. So I made a infographic of some things that we felt like would be good, me speaking to the women and Jay speaking to the men. Um, sort of a he says, she says way to sort of keep physical intimacy alive and romance alive in your marriage. That is at uh, on the podcast today in the show notes. I want you to go check it out. It's just an infographic and you can print it out, stick it on your mirror. And um, the main thing, uh, the the top things that we were talking about were A, my husband said, keep your eyes on, on your wife. She needs to know that your attention is focused on her. Tell her how beautiful she is. Make sure she feels loved, protected, and secure. And, oh, and by the way, keep porn out of your marriage. Someone said to me in an email not too long ago that they had sort of come to rely on pornography as sort of this way to turn them on. And they were, you know, and I'm sorry, I know a lot of you are listening with your kids. <laughs> like a moment of silence for those of you who are listening with your kids right now. But this is important. And I w- I'm, I'm going to talk about it because hello, it's Valentine's Day. But I think it's important this, you know, this woman, she writes to me and she says, you know, my husband and I have sort of depending on pornography. Well, listen, you guys, the studies are in. And if you want to mess up your marriage and mess up your husband's sexual response, bring porn into your marriage. Like that will totally do it. So I just want to encourage you, keep that junk, and it is junk. The Bible says in Philippians, whatever is good, whatever is right, 
whatever's honorable, whatever's of good repute, those are things you want to think about. That's not to say that you can't have, you know, awesome sex and you can't have, you know, fantasies inside your marriage. Porn, outside outside of the bounds of what I believe God says is okay. You're bringing other people into your marriage and you're focusing your attention and your uh, and really your thoughts on somebody else, which is only damaging to your marriage. And I think that's one of the reasons why I loved what my husband said so much last week. Uh, to keep your eyes on your wife and wives, conversely, keep your eyes on your husband. Um, ask the Lord to help you, and He will. So, a lot of you know that I wrote a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance. And today, I wanted to take just a few minutes and sort of share the history of that book and the reason I wrote it. And it's called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance, but really, it can it can be for anybody. It you know, I focus on homeschool moms because I am a homeschool mom. And uh, I wrote on the back of the book that homeschooling offers parents the best opportunity, and I really believe this, to shepherd their children both academically and spiritually, and it's worth it. But if, do, you, do you ever feel as if your life is all homeschool all the time? Or some of you are listening to this and you don't homeschool, but your life might be all-consuming work or all-consuming a special needs child or all-consuming, you know, the list goes on and on and on. My point is, it can be anything that distracts us from the more important things. So whether that's homeschooling or whether it's caring for a special needs child or whether it's that you your your husband, maybe you guys own your own business. Hello, that's a lot of stress too, right? And so I, uh, I can sort of continue on the back of the book thinking specifically of homeschooling families, but honestly, this, this applies to anybody that's got something going on besides just being married, which hello, is everybody. Uh, do you ever wonder where the girl that your husband married went. So I wrote the book for every mom who's ever collapsed into bed at the end of the day and looked into the eyes of her husband and promised that tomorrow she would have time for him. The trouble is tomorrow finds her more exhausted than the day before. If you've ever felt caught between the demands of homeschooling your children and meeting the needs of your husband, you're not alone. In The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance, you will read and discover how even a busy mom can make time to nurture her marriage. It's not as hard as you think and more important than you realize. And over the, the you know, oh my goodness, 10, 15 years that I've been speaking to, to families about this issue, I have seen more, probably more times than I can count at this point, or I can recall, uh, women who've come up to me and just said, I can't do this anymore. You know, we, we feel tired, we're, we've we feel pulled in a hundred different directions. The culture is telling us right now that marriage isn't important. And in fact, I'm hearing, I mean, more and more, we we live in a culture of death. And I know, because God's word is true, that God is all about life and that he is the creator and the sustainer of life. And he wants life in your marriage. He wants life to be protected, not just life in your marriage, but life in the womb to be protective or to be protected. And we all know that marriage is a lot of work. So like my husband said on Friday, nothing that's worth doing in this life is ever easy, right? Nothing that's worth doing. So if if you're struggling in your marriage right now and you're going, shoot fire, this is a lot of work, well, you know, welcome. Because it, it is a lot of work, but it's completely worth it. God says that marriage is the primary relationship in the home. So naturally, it's the first relationship that the enemy is going to try to tear down. First Peter 5.8 tells us that Satan prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So he's literally looking, right? Like, you know, everybody knows that you've got that one kid, or maybe you've got two, or if you're me, three, uh, kids in your home, they're kind of picking at their brother and sister. 
looking for a weak spot, looking for somebody, you know, because they want to take them out. Well, I like to visualize this lion prowling around outside our home. And many of you listening to the podcast right now have heard me speak around the country. And I talk about this a lot because I think, you know, we've forgotten how important uh, it is to be on guard against it. And whenever my husband and I find ourselves at odds with each other, I try to remember that lion. So the imagery of scripture is a powerful tool. Right. So when when you when you hear the apostle Peter saying that you have an adversary, the devil, and he is prowling around like a roaring lion, I want you to pay attention to that imagery. It's basically the devil's being equated to a lion. Now believe me, Satan knows full well how important the marriage relationship is. A thriving marriage is absolutely key to a successful family, to raising children who know who they are in Christ and who are rooted um in a firm foundation and have parents who are firmly planted. And honestly, when we talk about romance and marriage and sex inside of marriage, and Jay and I have, have talked about this now for the last couple of weeks, because, you know, hello, February, um, sex is the glue oftentimes that holds you together. When you, um, when when your marriage is kind of being pulled, it's the, the one thing that the two of you share that's just your own, that you know he's meeting your needs, and he knows that you are valuable to him, and that you are striving to meet um, his needs, and and keeping that flame alive in marriage is really like a glue that holds you together. When you think you cannot take one more second of crockpots and mortgage payments, and I don't know, broken water lines, and kids going to the emergency room or whatever. But not only that, but if you take the time to nurture your marriage above, and I'm not kidding, above all the other relationships in your home. You are going to find that as your children leave your home, you and your husband are still going to have things to talk about. And you might even look forward to some alone time at the end of a busy day, right? The end of a busy day. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the end of a couple of, you know, a couple of busy, stressful, I'm not going to lie to you, just stressful weeks. I know a lot of you listening to this can sort of understand. So God's heart is that your marriage would thrive. And do you know what else? I'm going to encourage you because God cares about all the little things that we take for granted, including romance. God's heart for your marriage includes quiet evenings away from your kids, moonlit conversations about your hopes and dreams, and a partnership that encompasses every area of your life. And I just want to encourage you also, as a woman who's been deeply affected by divorce within my own family, um, I believe that your marriage is absolutely central to what God's doing in this next generation. And I said it last week, and I'm going to keep saying it. I really believe that when faith finds its feet in this generation of believers, we're going to see incredible things happen for the kingdom of God. So I hope that you are praying for your marriage, praying for your children, pray for them by name. Women, pray for your husband. Ask the Lord, get on your knees by yourself alone in your closet you know, or wherever it is you can get alone, in your shower, in your bathroom, I don't care. And pour your heart out to the Lord because God is listening. Listen, you guys, there is no formula, right? I, I'd love to give you a magic formula, five steps, I don't know, to trouble-free free marriage, but the truth is that's really just a myth, right? Even though it might sell more books or make a really good blog headline. But instead of offering you guys a formula, I'm gonna encourage you to love your husband like God designed you to love him. And to challenge you to be real about your marriage, the good, the bad, and even uh, the fragile, 
because a lot of us are kind of in in places right now of uh, where we feel kind of fragile and sort of at our wits end. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and she was telling me uh, that they, you know, she and her husband married for a long time and, uh, and that they, you know, were kind of going through a hard, a hard transition. Their kids were kind of growing up. And I know a lot of you are listening to this and you have young kids and you're thinking, man, that's so far down the road. Let me tell you right now, it comes sooner than you think it will. And you will never regret investing in your marriage. You'll never regret in investing in your marriage. I want to encourage you just to take the opportunity. I, I'm going to link back to it today. And I'm not getting kickback for this other than to say just, wow, um, Jay and I have have loved Melt and uh, and we're partnering with him sort of get a message out that there's um, really good ways that you can encourage your husband. Give him a massage for Valentine's Day. You know, this is sort of a last minute gift. Forget the roses and forget the cards and the chocolates. You know, I'm telling you what, this is going to go a whole long way. Get alone with your husband or get alone with your wife and talk about what is what what are the dreams that God has put in your heart? What are the things that you guys are pursuing together that are really going to draw you closer and serve as the glue that keeps you together through all of the ups and downs of this life, all the seasons of motherhood, the seasons of raising children, financial ups and downs, stresses that come in your marriage. God's purposes are eternal and they are eternal for your marriage. And so I just want to encourage you. We're going to come back on Wednesday. So I'm going to leave you guys alone for Valentine's Day. Aren't you so glad? I'm going to leave you alone. Uh, <laughs> enjoy it. And then we're going to come back on Wednesday and I'm going to take a couple of your questions. I've gotten some great questions on the podcast. If you're interested in uh, having your question addressed, you can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. And I am compiling those like I've been telling you. And I'm going to start uh, digging into those on Wednesday. My hope is that you guys are going to be encouraged in your walk with the Lord, encouraged in your roles as mothers. You know, we're living in a culture that says, oh, you know, motherhood, you know, little DD, right? It's just a, it's just a stopover on the highway to something better. I disagree. I think motherhood is the thing. I think it's more important than almost anything you're going to do in this life. The only thing that comes above that is your marriage, and the only thing above that is your walk with the Lord. And God's priorities are pretty pretty clearly laid out in Scripture. So we're going to take uh, your questions and sort of start breaking them down. And I'm not going to call you by name, but I am going to start addressing your questions. So come back on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about that. And one of uh, one of the women that wrote to me asked if I could recommend um, a study for uh, husbands that sort of carry the theme of the message that I've been bringing in my women's conferences. And guess what? I do have some suggestions for you. So I'm going to bring those back on Wednesday. In the meantime, I hope you guys will set some time aside for your husband, light some candles, put your kids in front of a movie if you need to, put your kids to bed. It doesn't have to be expensive. Check out Melt. Give your husband a massage that he'll never forget and remind him of how much you love him. And if the two of you are listening to this together, I'm here to tell you right now, best thing you'll ever do this side of heaven is invest in your marriage. It's worth it. All right, you guys have a great, great, great Valentine's day. And I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.